0: Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Champions of Inspiration. I've got a great friend with us here today. Uh, gosh, we've known each other, it seems like forever. Um, he is a wellness and health care expert. He has been the president. He's the president emeritus of Parker University. Um, just a longtime friend and a true expert in his field. Dr. Fabricio Mancini, thanks for joining us on Champions oh. of Inspiration.
1: Scott, it's so great to see you. And uh, man, I'm so excited to be on this show because I've been such a fan of yours and all the inspiration you have brought to so many people over the years. And uh, and I know something great is going to happen in this conversation like it always does.
0: It, it always does. You know, again, we go back uh, here in Dallas uh, really from the time I moved here in 1988. but. Right. Let's talk about your beginnings, because uh, you, you don't have that Texas accent. So tell us a little bit about where that came from.
1: Oh, so did you notice a little sexy Latin accent there? <laughs> Just a little bit. yeah, Absolutely. Well, I, uh, I was born in a city called Barranquilla, Barranquilla, Colombia, which happens to be the same city as Shakira and Sofia Vergara. And uh, so... My mom is Colombian, my dad is Italian descent. That's why I have an Italian name. And, uh, and I lived in Italy also. Uh, but when we were little, uh, we used to come to the United States uh, to go to Disney World. And at 13 years old, my mom and dad decided to move to Miami because my dad was really struggling with alcoholism and not being happy in his life. And my mom was really concerned. We're five boys in my family. So when they told us we were moving to Miami to help my dad, we got excited because we thought, oh, Miami is gonna be like Disney World. Well, it wasn't, especially in 78. Uh, But I go to my school the next day and they tell me that I was set back two years because I didn't speak English. Now, can you imagine that as a 13 year old, I'm now back as an 11 year old in school, in a new culture, new language, And what I learned is that when you hit adversity, it's an opportunity to grow. So what I decided to do and I had to do is actually become a good student in order to keep up with the grades to the point that I graduated from high school with a year and a half of college. So I made up what I lost because of the discipline that I learned. And the fact that I decided to really face this in a positive way, because we're in America, and this is a lot of opportunity, and we're going to have far more options as a career than we would have had in Colombia. And and that's one of the things that to this day, I'm so grateful that my parents made that difficult decision to move us to this great nation of ours.
0: Yeah, I mean, that had to be um, something, again, as long as we've known each other, you know, I know we've talked through some of those difficulties but those difficulties then led to disciplines and to a variety of different things that way. I know you had a awfully uh, traumatic uh, visit back to Colombia at one
1: time to share that with everybody if you would. Well you know so fast forward the clock three years later now I'm 16 years old and my mom and dad said, you know uh, you boys, what would you like for Christmas? And uh, my brothers were choosing different things, but my other brother, Aldo, which is two years older than me, he said, why don't we go back to Colombia and see our friends? Now remember at that age, 13, your friends are everything. And we left all of that behind. And the best news is that my dad did stop drinking after six months of treatment, never drank the rest of his life. We had our our dad back. So we go to Colombia and my mom says, well, you're going to be staying with your aunt instead of our house because she just moved into this beautiful home and your cousins want to see you. So we get there and we see all these cars parked outside and we realize that, my gosh, she had invited all of our friends, our family. It was over 200 people there celebrating us being back. So we ate, we drank, we had music, we danced. It was probably one of the best nights of my life. And then we went to bed and about an hour and a half, two hours later, I'm deep asleep. My brother Aldo is next door, in next room, the room next door. My aunt and my cousins were in their bedroom. My uncle had to go out of town that night, so I get walking by the back of a gun, asking me for a safe. And I'm telling you, Scott, it was the scariest moment of my life. I had no idea what had happened. I thought I was dreaming. And then I try to shout, and they took my socks off and put them in my mouth. I try to get away and they wrapped me and in, in, uh, they tied my hands and my legs. And all of that, looking for a safe that I didn't know. Then they went next door and they hit my brother so hard that they broke his head, came back with blood in their hands and said, we killed your brother. We're gonna kill everybody in this house. And I'm like crying, they take the sock off. I don't know where the safe is. We're guests, we just got here. And by some miracle, the neighbor next door called the police Heard the commotion, probably saw the flashlights, and uh, we were taken to the hospital, but my brother Aldo was alive. They had to do about 24 stitches in his head, and I was bruised, but at that moment, I made a defining the moment decision in my life that at 16 years old, I could have been dead, that I was not going to waste any more moments in my life, so I chose to live like there's only one more day, 24 hours. And I've been living like that since I was 16. I go to sleep not thinking I'm going to wake up the next morning. So I get to do as much as I can and contribute as high level as I can today. And if I wake up in the morning, I wake up with gratitude. And I said, "Okay, I get another day. And that is one of the greatest lessons that I learned in my life. The gift in that robbery was the fact that it gave me the gift to live in the moment, to live in the present to recognize that every opportunity in my life, whether it's a relationship, a business deal, anything is in the moment right now. And how you handle that moment, how you respond to the circumstances of life, how you prepare yourself for the opportunities coming your way, that's what's gonna define your future. And I was very blessed to have a bright future because of that robbery that almost killed me.
0: It's amazing how those uh, traumatic events you know give you those defining moments it's one of the uh, one of the things that i wrote about in my book that sucks what now real world solutions for getting through what you're going through not everything in life is going to be easy not everything in life is going to be pleasant um i'm pretty sure nobody put on their business plan a couple years ago hey i think i'm going to plan for a worldwide pandemic for two and a half years you know i mean i don't think they set up for that going along the way and yet the the um the, the disciplines, the, the flexibility, the all those kinds of things become available as we face hardships. And, and you did that, obviously came through that situation, came back, and then decided to become a doctor, a medical doctor. But that's not the way it turned out,
1: right? No, it's interesting because I, I was ready to go to medical school. I had done really well in my pre-med and uh, I got involved in a car accident and I went to the hospital at Parkland right here in Dallas and the orthopedic surgeon said, I can give you muscle relaxers, anti-inflammatories but you better go see my chiropractor. And I thought chiropractic was a discipline of medicine. A little was to find out when I got to that chiropractor's office that he was teaching me about the world of prevention, wellness, regenerative medicine, Uh, all the stuff, functional medicine, all the stuff that we know today, that was 36 years ago. And uh, and he said three things to me, Scott, that really set the foundation for my future. Uh, Number one is that the body is a self-healing organism. You have to remind yourself every day that your body is designed to heal itself. And every organ, every system that we have in the body is designed to help you. Now we have multiple systems in the body, but there's one system called the nervous system, the brain, the spinal cord, the nerves. They're the ones that control all the organs in the body. Every cell in your body has to have a nerve supply to function. So he said, as a chiropractor, I'm not gonna be doing anything but gently adjusting your spine so your nervous system can be reset and you can actually have the ability to heal, not only from the whiplash, but from anything your body's going through. And then lastly, he said, in chiropractic, we're not going to focus most of our time in your symptoms. We're going to get to the root cause. What caused this in the the first place? How can we help you prevent it in the future? And how can we allow you to live a life of wellness and be able to fulfill your potential as a human being? And that became the foundation why I chose chiropractic. I studied acupuncture and energy medicine, nutritional medicine. And I became very successful as a doctor, I believe, because I chose a specialty that I was the most passionate about. And that is to help prevent the 80% of uh, uh, chronic illnesses out there, like your heart disease, cancers, diabetes, obesity, arthritis, all of those conditions that are plaguing our loved ones. That's what I've been spending my last 30 plus years as a provider, as a doctor of chiropractic helping people deal with every day.
0: Well, I think that's the one thing. I, I think you gave a great description of chiropractic. And of course, actually, when you and I uh, first met, I was the chiropractic antichrist. I mean, I, I had, um, and not because of anything anybody in chiropractic had done. It was because a, a family member who was in the medical professions, who had back issues, who were all caused by medical doctors, by the way, uh, in, in heads, you know, vertebrae fused and a variety of different things at that cost. I was always told, don't ever let anybody touch your back. Well, when you love somebody and they have that street cred, you believe them. Well, I did too, until it got so bad. And, and, uh, I went to Dr. Carl Foster, a great, uh, graduate of Parker university. And, and, uh, you know, when people say, well, how did it change? I said, well, when I couldn't sleep on my right side, but I could still sleep on my left, that was okay. When I couldn't press the gas pedal in my car with my right foot, but I could use my left, that was okay. But when I couldn't carry my golf bag, enough was enough. You know, we all have those defining moments, right? And so I went in and I experienced uh, chiropractic for the first time. In that healing and that understanding of the only thing that heals the body is the body or the power that built the body. And you start to become, that's why I love doing shows like this, to help people understand what they probably haven't heard before. And you do such a great job of disseminating that. That's really part of the reasons you went
1: into education, right, is to be able to share those messages. Well, it's interesting because as you know, Dr. James W. Parker, the founder of Parker University, uh, was my mentor, a professional mentor. He was one of my first mentors I ever had. And he would always tell me, one day you're going to be president like me of Parker University. And I would laugh at him because I was so young. I was in my early 20s. But when he passed away, unfortunately, due to the complication of a surgery, uh, the board uh, asked me if I would take over his position. Well, at that point, he was the most influential man in our industry, not only because of Parker University, but because he also had the largest product company in chiropractic called Parker Products and the largest seminar training companies uh, in the profession, which are called Parker Seminars. So whenever you had that position, you are managing the three most influential entities at that time uh, in chiropractic. So. I reluctantly said no for a year and a half. And then they tricked me to say, okay, we've interviewed some people, but we still need to interview you to see which are the ones that we should select. And in that interview, I really recognized, Scott, that I knew more than I thought I knew how to solve the problems after Dr. Parker passed away. There was a lot of differences of opinion in decision-making, some of the culture changed. Uh, The students were not as happy as they once were. So I knew how to fix all of that. So then on two days later, the, board, the chairman of the board called me and said, we voted you in. And I'm like, I am not even thinking about doing this. Uh, I thought I was just doing them a favor. And uh, can, we be, can I be there Monday morning? That was on a Wednesday, the week after my interview uh, or my uh, interview with uh, the nominating committee chair. So I, I realized one thing that God never gives you something that you can't handle. And I know that's a cliche that people hear all the time, but I can tell you in my life that has been proven again and again and again and again, to the point that I don't question God's will anymore. As a young person, I used to say, no, I'm not ready for that. So when the opportunity came to open up my practice, I didn't think I was ready. So I worked with Dr. Parker for two and a half years. When the, and then when I opened my practice, I had probably one of the most successful practices ever in the history of chiropractic in my first year alone. And then when the opportunity came to be the youngest president of a college or university in the United States, and I don't mean just chiropractic, I mean any university or college, I didn't think I was ready for that. But when they said, we voted you in, I had no way out. I felt responsibility and I thought I could do both my practice and that, but after six months, I never went to my practice and my accountant said, you better sell it because it's decreasing in value every day. And uh, I sold it to an alumni, which they're still there and they're happily loving it. And, uh, and I went to work at Parker and we broke records in education. Uh, But I'm going to share with you a couple of lessons that I learned through that experience. Number one, is that in business, you may not be capable or feeling like you're capable of managing your own business or working in a position that is much higher than you've ever done. Now, what I've always felt, and this is a great lesson in my life, you, everything you've done up to this point has prepared you for the next opportunity. And an opportunity, sometimes we can create it, right? There's some drivers out there that every day they're creating their opportunity. And there are some people that the opportunity seems to be attracted to them. You know, I seem to be one of those people. I get more opportunity than I can handle. Now, for me, my biggest challenge is how to say no to the things that are distracting you from your mission in life. So very true. For me, I said no at that time because I didn't think I wanted to be president of the university or at least not at 33. Um, But then, uh, or at 31 with the first call. But when I realized that now I have the position, this is what happened. So my dear friend, Bob Proctor, and as you know him too, and we lost him recently, Mm -hmm. he said of all the lessons that if he had one lesson to teach people was to be decisive, because he said an indecision is what's kept most people from fulfilling their destiny. So when you decide yes, and you say yes, and you mean it, now you are responsible and accountable. And that allows you to get out of your comfort zone and stop worrying about what you don't know and start doing what you must do to move forward. And that's the difference. So I learned in my life that you have to be decisive. And many of those decisions may not be or go the right way. It's okay. At least you made the decision, you learn from it and you make a better decision next time and you learn from it and you make a better decision the next time. So when I went into that, I realized that as an alumni, I knew what the weaknesses of the school were and how to fix them. As somebody that worked with Dr. Parker years before, I knew what was going on administratively and how to fix it. I also knew how to communicate effectively to the younger population out there, the benefits and the value of becoming a chiropractor, but also the benefits of the value of chiropractic as a whole. So I began to identify what did Dr. Parker do well to support the success of the school? And now how can I do that? Plus, what can I do with what I've been prepared to all these years to bring to this entity? and we started making decisions. We started building a team. We grow very quickly. We paid all of our debt within the first year. We started renovating our buildings. We started attracting people from all over the world, all over the United States, and we became extremely successful. Then we had accreditation and we broke the record. In 30 years, the accreditation body had not given a perfect accreditation to a college or university in the South. There's six accreditations in the nation that accredited every college or every university in the United States. We got a perfect score my first year as president. And, uh, and that's because of the team that we put together. We were doing things right. And that's when I realized that my role was not about me. It's about serving the future of right. those students. It's about making the alumni feel proud about their degree that's sitting in their office. It's about recognizing that millions of people suffer every day because they don't know and they haven't discovered chiropractic yet. So that motivated me very much to get up every day and do the best I can. But there was one thing I wasn't prepared for. I inherited 427 employees. I went from five employees to 427. And I realized nothing gives you more uh, passion for being successful than realizing that 430 or whatever people depend on their livelihood, feeding their families, putting their kids through school, clothing their children in your decisions as a CEO, as an executive. So that just took me to a whole new level of accountability because I felt the responsibility every day. I gotta turn this around. I gotta make this work. I want these people to be able to be happy to be here. I want them to retire from this university in the future. And it took all that youthfulness at 33 years old and made me mature so quickly because now I'm sitting in a major responsible position. And that's what I recommend you do. Get out of your comfort zone. Go commit yourself to doing something that is bigger than you, something you've never done before, something that will get you out of your comfortness and your safe place and realize that you have more in you that you still have not shown us. And that's really what I had to do myself and what I continue to do every single day.
0: Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you. Again, I've I've watched you through that path as you've gone through and, and done some seminars and done quite a few things with you along that path. And it's, it's so, uh, tremendously true the the only way to get any kind of feedback is to take an action. The chances of you taking the right action the first time, probably pretty negligible. But the fact is the feedback that is supplied by taking that action becomes pretty amazing. And um, so you continued through that path and, and led Parker and Parker seminars and everything that way. And then um, obviously became an international speaker and expert on health and wellness and and you're now in that next phase of your career and and helping other people realize that they need to take the bull by the horn sometimes right
1: well it's interesting because in in the last 10 years since i retired from parker i'm still president emeritus of the university uh i did a lot of public speaking wrote a lot of books and uh And during the pandemic, it kind of was a wake up call to me because I've been doing media through this whole process the last 10 years. And I'm the health expert for Dr. Phil, the doctors, Fox News, CNN and the Latin uh, channels, too. So I get to reach a lot of people. But the pandemic is something that a lot of people were not expecting. This was a disruption like never seen before. Mm -hmm. There is no precedent. I mean, we have never seen that the whole world has shut down because of one single uh, entity or condition. And what I I started recognizing, I started a TV series called Thriving in the New Normal, uh, where you can see it for free in Roku, Apple TV, and all that. And what I realized is that the people that were thriving were the people that were pivoting, responding very quickly, recognizing that the pandemic did not do something against them uh, or to them, that the pandemic did something for them. It helped them get out of Their job that they hated, so they lost the job. It helped them get out of the financial circumstances that were keeping them down. So now they have to pay attention and get out there and start contributing so they can earn. They helped them realize that maybe they needed to move out of a city or a state that they didn't feel comfortable anymore. Look at the relocations that are happening across the United States since the pandemic started. So, but there was one thing that I kept reporting on uh, in the news over the last two years, and that was six conditions that. We're really impacting the world like never before. And this is the conditions that most people have reported that the pandemic has made worse. The first one is a lack of energy. You know, People right now are reporting that they just wake up and they don't have enough energy. And granted, there's a lot of reasons for that. Stress could be one of them. But the most important reason that we found is that we weren't feeding the body the right nutrients. Many of us, you know, we went into the grocery stores, we bought all the preservatives that we could buy, right? Because we were stocking up. Now, these don't have a lot of nutrients. So that made it worse. So when we started creating solutions for these six conditions and giving people like 30 superfoods and multivitamins and minerals and antioxidants that can help them, then all of a sudden people started getting energy naturally and no sugar because I believe that sugar is the number one uh, culprit for most of the chronic illnesses that we're facing, which is over 80 to 85 of the conditions, um, 85% of the conditions that we suffer. The second thing was weight management. We call it weight control. The average America gained between 15 and 25 pounds during the pandemic. Now we already have an obesity problem. Now that made that problem even worse So we needed to help people, but in our solution that we formulated, we recognized that we can only not put nutrients that are going to help them lose weight. We had to put nutrients that are going to stabilize their emotional state, bring down their depression, anxiety, worry, et cetera. So they don't feel like they have to go to the pantry and now eat the stuff that they know they shouldn't be eating. So that combination has helped a lot of people lose weight, and keep it off, which is the most important thing. And then, of course, we have over 100 million Americans saying they can't sleep at night. So the lack of sleep became a huge problem in America. But when you don't sleep enough, what happens? You age faster and you produce the stress uh, hormone called cortisol, which is very destructive to the body. The other one was joint care, joint pain. People were saying, I feel more achiness because I'm not going to the gym like I used to. I'm not moving my body like I used to. I'm not taking walks. They're keeping me, you know, quarantined in my house, whatever. So we created a formula that has a new ingredient called perluxan. And that perluxan allows you to not only get rid of the pain, but to relax your whole muscle system in a way like we haven't seen anything. And then, of course, brain support, brain health. During the pandemic, people were saying, I feel foggy, I feel cloudy, I'm beginning to be forgetful, I'm concerned I may have dementia or Alzheimer's. We're seeing those numbers decrease, I mean increase, but the age in which we're seeing it now is in the 20s. We used to see dementia and Alzheimer's only in people 80 and above. So then the last one is immune support. We realized that during this time, a lot of people didn't know how to support their immune system. So I was reporting on the importance of vitamin C, of vitamin D, zinc, aloe vera, all these other things. But then they were getting confused. They were going to the grocery store and they said, well, the brand that has C doesn't have zinc. And how much dosage? And do I take two pills or three? So we created a solution with the best amount of dosages and all of the ingredients that can boost your immune system, proven by science, so you don't have to be worried about a virus or a bacteria because your body is healthy. Remember that the small percentage of people that ended up in the hospital or died, according to the CDC, 95% of them, were based on what they call comorbidities, And those are the people that were obese, diabetic, heart conditions, heart disease, et cetera. So if you want to really protect yourself from any future variant, any future virus, any future condition out there that they give it a name to, the best thing to do is to invest in your health. Make your body as strong as it can be, and that way you can be one of us that got the virus, but didn't have hardly any symptoms, just like 90% of the people out there that got the virus and wasn't a big deal but that small percentage really hurt those families and those people. So you, the reminder, the lesson to me is, please pay attention. The nature is showing you that when you take care of your body, your body will take care of you and stop living in fear. And that's really one of the things that I'm actually more in media. I'm starting another TV series uh, in the next couple of months. And I want to dedicate my life to just giving people solutions so they can, they don't have to be living in fear. And they can start enjoying their life like they once were.
0: Yeah, totally agree. The, the, uh, all those six, uh, you know, in talking to so many people that I talk to on a consistent basis, again, it's number, another reason for the show here, is being able to, to give information. Uh, many times I ask uh, when I'm doing a live event by a show of hands, how many of you don't know what you don't know? Is it fair to say somebody knows what you don't know? Is it even possible that I or my guest knows what you don't know? And that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that they suspend disbelief long enough to really, uh, you know, take advantage of experts who have come together and said, all that has happened and all the deaths are terrible, And but many works dramatically tied to the comorbidities. Well, that means the rest all have a new opportunity to take back control. And if in fact, which is true, the only thing that heals the body is the pot, the body or the power that built the body. Let's put the right things in it and, and have a longer, happier, healthier life and, and uh, not treat symptoms, but let's get to the root causes and, and rebuild our bodies the way they're possible. So how do people find out more information about uh, you and about the, the, the solutions that you've developed to serve, to serve more people?
1: Well, you know, uh, during this time, I can tell you that another thing that I was doing is helping the mindset of a lot of CEOs, entrepreneurs out there because you have to learn how to respond. And that's the part that I find a lot of people, uh, struggle with. So what I did is I took a membership of thousands of hours of content on personal development and I'm giving it away. You just go to my website called drfabmancini.com, D-R-F-A-B-M-A-N-C-I-N-I.com. And that website allows you to get that membership for free. I'm not going to charge you the $500. And it will give you not only mindset, but health tips, anything you need to know to actually fulfill your potential. In fact, that is our logo, living your potential. And then... There, you can also find all the solutions, we call them Dr. Fab's healthy essentials. And I put the word essentials because these are the things that I take every single day to maintain my health long-term. Most people, as you can tell, tell me that they've known me for years, you keep getting younger, you seem to be more vibrant, your health and your physical conditioning is the best it's ever been, but I work at it. But I take these products every single day because I believe that when you put the body the right things and when you get adjusted on a regular basis, which I do every single week, uh, now all of a sudden you have the ability for the body to function properly. So go to drfabmancini.com and make a decision to change your life. Just go there, benefit from the membership. You're gonna have interviews, videos, lectures, books, audios, all kinds of things to help you live your potential. And then if you feel like any of these conditions resonated with you, go in there and uh, and order them. And I'm going to give you a discount if you go there. Uh, But also I have what is called a sample pack. And that's one of everything. And that's our most popular order because everybody can relate to every one of these six conditions.
0: Well, that's awesome. Greatly appreciated. I know it's hard to believe we've gone through our time, but make sure that you all go to Dr. Fab Mancini com and check it out i mean what can it hurt right it can only help you and i can assure you i've been taking the product actually i have i uh, have to get some more uh, because i've i've gone through my supply but it's wonderful product that's doing uh amazing things for me and i know it'll do amazing things for you fab thanks for joining us here today greatly appreciate our friendship and everything that you've done for me and and along with me for all these years thank you so much thank you, thank you scott And thank you all for joining us here on Champions of Inspiration. We'll see you again tomorrow.
1: Exact same time. God bless.